Welcome to Marin Costello Radio, where we have intentional conversations with impactful people. Your weekly dose of motivation, inspiration, and entrepreneurship. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of building and running a business, interview leaders across all industries, and find the common denominator beneath it all. Welcome to Marin Costello Radio. Folks, do we have a special guest for you guys this week? Therese Curatolo is a Los Angeles-based singer-songwriter and globally acclaimed vocalist that lights up any room with her effervescent energy, charisma, and retro aesthetic. I second this. Therese prides herself on her wit, humor, and honest approach to songwriting. Her music has been described as retro pop and funk, reminiscent of Heim, The Night Game, and Fickle Friends. She has lent her voice to several established groups such as Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox, Scary Pockets, and Cirque du Soleil, touring worldwide and amassing over a million Spotify streams and 13 million views on YouTube. Casual. Therese has also established herself as an artist on the rise, singing alongside soul legends such as Stevie Wonder and Martha Reeves. Through the years, her versatile vocal power has taken her from the Metropolitan Opera to the big screen and iconic venues such as the Troubadour. Currently on tour with Cirque du Soleil, Therese will open 2022 with more back-to-back world tours and a new original single. It gives me the greatest pleasure to introduce to you my dear friend and the best brand ambassador for the Shop Marin Costello Jewelry brand, Therese Curatolo. Hi, my sweet. This is really exciting. Oh my gosh. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Honestly, same. We've peaked. <sighs> And uh, I just think we should cancel the show after this because like how much better can, can this get? I'm going home. I don't need to tour anymore. (laughs) This is it. How are you? Where are you? I'm so good. It's so freaking good to see you. I am in the very, very, very warm Milwaukee right now. It's currently 25 degrees outside. (laughs) I'm so shocked that the river I'm looking at is not just ice. Oh my gosh. You're like, I'm in a bathing suit. Uh, yeah, so basically I'm sunbathing. <laughs> <laughs> Getting all the vitamin D. Um, yeah, we're on tour. It's so festive. It's so amazing. And I just love coming to these freezing cities. I love it. What a fun adventure. So I know that touring, I'm sure, is such a thrill, but you're now a veteran. So what are some of the things that maybe you weren't expecting from your first tour, something that you now prepare for? Like, how do you get ready to go on the road? Cause I imagine you're on the road for quite some time. Yeah, that's an excellent question. So when I started out, I started touring in 2018 and I, I mean, I was super green and I had no idea what to expect. Um, and I, I learned really, really quickly. I learned quickly that you end up, you pack way more than you will ever need. And that's just my, whatever is my crutch for life but I end up wearing the same shit every single day well not every single day like I like rotate like every other day and you learn really quickly that like when you're doing your laundry on the road don't bring like colorful or white or like fancy like cute shit don't just bring black bring dark colors and bring maybe like two of everything except socks and underwear because you need a lot of those but like just bring two of everything and just throw it in the wash and nothing gets um, ruined or faded or whatever because it's just all the same color scheme. When will you learn, Therese? Like just 
don't try to look cute on the road. You're just not gonna. (laughs) And then just accessorize, right? And then just like have the jewelry be the statement. If you guys are um, listening to this and not watching it on YouTube, Teresa's bejeweled in the entire collection, like the ultimate layer stacker. Oh, I'm learning. I'm learning from my muse who every time I see a new post, I'm like, oh, that's how that, sh- oh, oh my God, I'm going to do, oh, yeah. But so you guys, everyone always comments on the ice and I'm like, I know it's so good. You're like, well, You're I'm like- an ambassador. Let me tell you about, <laughs> tell you about this. and let me give you my discount code. I love it. Um, oh, I live for it. So one of the questions of give an overall, an overall and overarching viewpoint to our guests is what was little Therese like? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, are you ready? Are you guys ready for what little baby Reese he was like? I imagine she was like a version of this. It's, it's honestly, with the exception of how much I curse now, like it's basically the same. It's just a human being. Only <laughs> more curse words and more jewelry. Honestly, yeah. honestly, same. Seriously, like I'm the yeah. same. I want to say I'm pretty much, I'm just as sensitive. I'm just as much enwrapped in my own little world, like Beauty and the Beast, just, hey, there goes Belle, just freaking reading her book. Like in my brain as a kid, I was, come on in, baby. <clears throat> um, I was the kid at recess, right? That everyone's playing and I'm over in the sandbox freaking reciting slash like performing the opening sequence to Beauty and the Beast by myself to, like, that was to yourself by yourself to, to myself, yourself by myself, with my book like just straight up Beauty and the Beast everyone else could go kick rocks in the corner and I was just living my life and preparing for what I knew I was destined to do <laughs> which hello Welcome to the glamorous life. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So behind or in front of me, rather, um, everyone in, in the office is like packaging orders and doing photography and everyone behind Reese is like bringing her luggage into her hotel room. Bring and so we are literally, in. Bring we, are in, we are in our natural elements. This is amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. It really is. This is a beautiful thing. I love it. So was that bell moment your first experience performing? When oh, do you remember your first like performance or your first experience with music? Um, well, my dad's a musician. So I kind of, it's genetic. I didn't really have a whole lot of choice in the matter. I came out and I mean, it was like headphones on belly situation, right? But um, I came out and as soon as I could like phony and make noise I was singing before I was talking he had me like in front of a microphone singing Santa Claus like here comes Santa Claus stuff and he has that recording and he cherishes it and I think I was like two like as soon as you start to mumble now I, I would like mumble on pitch and he's like oh shit <laughs> capitalize on this but he really he didn't want me to be a musician he was like you could do so many other things because like he's lived the life and he knows like how shitty it can be um and it can be shitty, but it can also be really amazing. So yeah, I can remember being in the studio like as a baby. Oh my like gosh. I feel up. like my parent, I feel like my parents had the same sentiment. You know, they were in the restaurant industry and they refused to hire my sister or I because they said, if you get into this industry, we know your personality, you're gonna do so well, and then you're not gonna leave. 
you're not going to explore anything else. Mm. But if you, if you end up experiencing this, you know, outside of us and you love it, then we'll support you wholeheartedly, but I don't want you to get stuck. So I feel like it was kind of out yeah. of love. It was a similar situation to 100%. yours. hundred percent. Yeah. But I'm sorry. Thug life chose me. <laughs> the beanie life chose you. Um, so what happened in between you know, those young years singing with your dad in the studio, performing Belle on the schoolyard to moving to LA. What, what was the in-between of that? Oh my gosh. Um, P.S. It's 11-11 here. So we make everybody make a wish. Okay. Um, the in-between time was a lot of my, a lot of my dad and my parents collectively, but my dad nurturing that artistic um, musical piece of me. I mean, it's, it's more than a piece. It's like my whole being. So, um, I, I, you know what, in school, like in elementary school, I wasn't super, um, accepted. I was like really, really bullied. So again, because like I didn't fit in cause I didn't have a whole lot in common with the other kids because I was like beyond them in my brain. Like, I know what I'm going to do. This is bullshit. I just need to pass these courses because I, I know what I want to be already. So I would run home and my dad and I would like just do do stuff do like in the studio and we'd work and we'd write. Uh, so I started playing the guitar when I was about 12 years old. And um, from there, we started to write. And then high school happened. We started to get involved in musical theater and theater and opera and all this shit. And then college happened. And it dawned on me that like, they didn't have a singer songwriter major in college. So I had to like pick something. So I was like, you're gonna go to college for music, but like what? So I went to college for operatic voice. <laughs> and for the longest time I thought I was gonna do that. So I was like, oh, well, if I can do this and it comes kind of natural to me, then like shit, like I'm gonna do the hardest, hardest kind of singing that there is because I'm a psycho Marin, because there's something upstairs that's like, the most overachievery weird just weird operatic so, vocals came natural to me file this under things that i will never say about myself <laughs> I, I, I was just like whoa and i was doing it and these professors were coming up to me going how long have you been doing this and i'm like i don't want to tell you i don't want like to for you. lifetimes how much time you got i've been doing this since i was two years old put me in juilliard now no i was i mean it was just weird. It just kind of, okay. And I figured it out and it wasn't like super hard. Now, if I did it, I'd be like, oh, wow, dude, that's so super hard. But there's something you're so resilient as youths. I don't know. Um, we're buoyant back then. Now I'd be like, I'd die. But so, okay. So that happened. And then I did all of that. I moved, moved to New York because the Metropolitan Opera called and I was like, okay, shit, I'll go do that. And then New York, really took me for a ride for the better part of four years. Um, I did everything I could to love it, stay, do all the things. And my agent out there was like, you know what? You're getting a lot of calls for TV and film. Um, why don't you relocate to LA and give that a go? And I did, and I'm so happy I did because I have never looked back. <laughs> and that brings me here. Oh my goodness. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Therese Curatolo on Marin Costello Radio. Therese, what would you like on this quick break for our audience to listen to first of your music? 
Ooh. Which song? I, I Pick your favorite child without picking your favorite child. Of mine? Which, oh yeah, your firstborn. Which one do you want our audience to listen to first? I want you guys to listen to Tokyo because I, I just need to get it out of the way. Because I All knew right, well, lady, gonna love it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is Tokyo by Kiris Kiratolo. Can I be honest? I wish I didn't want you like I do. Keeping your distance I get the feeling that you want me to See Costello Radio with Therese Curatolo. So Therese, you then moved from New York to Los Angeles. What was the the last straw? What was the what was the the final sign of you being like, all right, I'm moving to the other coast? Um, well, there was a there were a lot of things. My my health wasn't great. Um, my mental, my physical, like New York was just really really given it to me. And I was really, really stressed out. Like this was my early twenties. So it was right before slash around that quarter life crisis really like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm just out of college and like, nothing's going right. I don't even know like what. Uh. So the sky was literally falling, but then also like 
I found this like lump in my neck and I thought, oh no, I have cancer and I'm dying. My hair started to fall out. I gained all this weight. And it turns out like it was a reactive lymph node. It was reacting to my freakishly high cortisol levels. And I was, I mean, my brain chemistry was just all, I was fucked up. So um, all of that combined with working copious jobs and just like killing myself just to live there and then audition and do all the, I mean, I was a, I was a circus. So all of that kind of just went, Phew, as soon as I figured out, like I'm, I'm dying. That's when I decided. <laughs> the sky <laughs> is falling. I'm on my deathbed. I'm dying. Moved I'm to moving. Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go where the sunshine is. Bye. Bye. That was it. So that was it. What were the other jobs that you did? Because you and I actually met through one of your jobs, but I imagine that you did a lot of other things before oh we met. And like, I, I just, I know the hustle of being a creative in Los Angeles and you kind of do whatever you need to do um, with or without a moral compass. So curious oh what your, what your path looked like aside, like music aside, what did your occupational path look like? So excited to tell you about this. So my first job in, in New York is, is everybody's first job, basically, in New York. If you're an actor type because of the hours. I was a greeter at the Equinox on the Upper East Side. And a greeter is basically someone who just wakes up at 3.30 in the morning and is there by 5 to check your ass in because you're crazy and you wake up and you exercise at 5 in the morning. Like, I am your girl. So I did that first. And I made a lot of great friends that I'm so grateful I'm still in, <laughs> in touch with. They're the most amazing people ever. Um, and they've gone on to do incredible things. And then after that, I was like, no, fuck, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I started to work for Mally Roncal, who is, was Beyonce's makeup artist. And I worked for her cosmetic line in Henry Bendel on Fifth Avenue. RIP Henry Bendel, it's not there anymore. I know, we think about it all the time. I mean, Moment of silence for Henry Bendel. Bendel. Getting all like the clumped. It's It was both, you know when you have a memory that was both some of the best times of your life and also some of the worst times of your life, but it's sandwiched in like one beautiful thing or experience. Memory, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's how I look at Bendel's, oh my God. Some of my best days were there and some of my hardest, like I've, I remember laughing so hard I cried and crying so hard that I've like probably broke blood vessels like in that one dome and it's just a special special experience so I, I mean that. that's uh, that's corporate fashion for you because same <laughs> especially around this time of year like I yeah. think about that is this season <laughs> let me tell you I'm here yeah it was amazing though it was such a gift I mean to, to work on Fifth Avenue and experience New York on that spectrum was like, wow, then I can see how people make careers out of this. Like this is so much and people right. take this so seriously, especially New York. Wow. So what other, what kind of jobs did you have in LA? So LA, um, when I went there, I basically took the same, the makeup artistry, um, to Los Angeles and I worked for my dear friends in Jouet that I met in Henry Bendel. 
I worked for Jouer Cosmetics in LA. And then another organic line in the detox market that I love. Um, and that's how I met Annie with Skin Owl. I was there for like a holiday thing. And I met Annie and Annie was like, you know, you know. So yes. we didn't say anything. I was like, are we, did we just become best friends? Yes. And then I started working with Skin Owl and ah, it was just such, ah, what a gift. What a, literally like, that's when the universe was like, hey, heard you've been struggling for a couple fucking trillion years here. I'm going to give you a best friend. <laughs> at the same time and you guys are going to make so many fun memories and oh by the way you're going to sing at her wedding and then watch her give birth and like all the that it was oh my gosh so many things so for those for those who missed it um Therese used to work for Annie Annie Tevlin the founder of Skin Owl who is also a guest on Marin Costello Radio so if you scroll back to a handful of episodes um prior you will be able to listen to my interview with her she is a force she is so much fun she is so much fun and and she attracts folks like Therese so you can only imagine the idiocy that went down when the three of us were in the same room the best the parliament projects oh my oh man oh my god and Kara, um, Kara Campbell, who was the chef at Parliament Project, was also a guest. Her oh. husband, Caleb Campbell, was also a guest. I mean, this is really just all, all roads lead back. I dream to about the ghosts. I dream about them. I dream about them. Do you have her book? It's next I level. Yes. And I, I like yeah. can't do it, but I try. No. no. I no she's it. the real deal. So you mentioned a little bit about packing. But how do you like mentally prepare for going on the road? I imagine that there's like an element of like emotional preparation, spiritual preparation, self-care, all the things, because you don't necessarily have access to the things or the venues that you normally would if you were just at home, which I mean, LA has such an abundance of them. So can you kind of walk us through what that preparation looks like? Oh oh my gosh. Well, there's a lot of, um, especially after... I shouldn't say after because we're still kind of battling it, especially during this pandemic. Yeah. Before pre-pandemic, I didn't think about so many things that now are like frontal lobe first world problems. I was never anxious before a tour. I would just kind of do it and we didn't have to think about Things like you're not going to be allowed to break tour bubble and go to a Whole Foods and get your supplements. You're not going to be allowed to hug said people that come to your show afterward. You're not going to be like, there are just so many you're not going to be allowed to now. And I'm like, ooh, that gives me, that heightens my anxiety because I'm already kind of a nervous type, but like fun nervous energy, not like the sky is falling nervous energy anymore. Um, so prepping for tour for this tour and then the tour that I just came off of postmodern jukebox, the PMJ tour was my first COVID tour. We have a COVID officer, um, we have a COVID officer with us here, living in masks, not being able to touch anybody, not being able to go out and explore the cities that we're in. What what's hardest for me, self-care wise, is that as soon as the world shut down, March of 2020, I got really, really involved in taking care of my body. Like I thought, okay, this is the, this is the time that you prayed to have off to really, really focus on your health, your mental health, your physical health, and getting your body 
to like athlete status. If, if you want to tour and if you want to run and sing and mosh and do all the crazy wicked things that you want to do. So I did. And then I realized that being on tour, I don't have any of my resources anymore. Like I wake up, I exercise on my bike for like an hour, hour and a half. Then I make a delicious juice in my state-of-the-art juicer. And then I'll like go about my day and I don't have any of that shit on the road. So I'm like, what am I doing? And the more I'm sleeping longer, I'm just getting like more lax and it's starting to weigh. I feel that, I mean, I drink a gallon every day still, but like, that's the only thing that's really. That's the one um, like piece of consistency. Yes. Yeah. I really, really, really miss my, I really miss my exercise. Um, routine because it makes me feel good and strong and on the road it's like yeah I do the show every night but it's not nearly as um physically demanding so I don't know it's it starts to I don't want I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm going backwards totally um fitness journey or I don't know strength training journey whatever you want well, it does ebb and flow. And I also feel like, you know, pandemic life in Los Angeles wasn't really realistic long-term. It was, I mean, for those who weren't dealing with illness, kind of being, being introverted and being onto yourself is kind of a blessing in Los Angeles because yeah. of just the craziness of how the city runs. Mm-hmm. So I totally feel you on that, but I feel like you'll find your rhythm again. I yeah, I just want to go home and I want to just be chained to that. It, listen, I never thought I was going to be one of those people, Marin. I would always laugh. I'm like, <laughs> like, listen to how I was talking about the Equinox people. Y'all crazies get up at 5 a.m. to like cycle. I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. It's a drug. It took me 30 years, but I get it. But now you get like, it now. I need to get on my bike because you just feel so good. Okay. It's like when Elle Woods figured out like, boom, I'm going to go to Harvard. And she's like on her elliptical machine with the law books out. Like that was me. With your sheet music. You got it. <laughs> you got it. So I prep for tour. I'll just get on the cycle and I'll listen to my set list 25 trillion times. Like I'm going to do January one for my upcoming tours. Just, and it's great. It's the best. It's the best. How, how long is the tour that you're currently on right now? This one is, um, has been six weeks. So we started before Thanksgiving and then we end New Year's Eve. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And how many cities will you, cities and States will you travel to? That's a very good question. I want to say, I want to say about 30. Wow. 30 to 35. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, we're in a different city every night, basically. And then Mondays we travel slash don't have a show. It's technically a day off, but really. Oh my gosh. I love it. Well, you guys are listening to Therese Curatolo on Marin Costello radio. You can find me at Marin Costello and Marin Costello radio on Instagram. And you can find Therese at Reese T R E E S E T E A on the Instagram. Um, what is the next song that you would like our listeners to hear from your albums? Ooh, play Braille. That's a good one. Oh, it's a good one. I believe you were wearing a, a bunch of Marin Costello jewelry. Clad, clad in Marin Costello. 
That's my favorite part, actually. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Braille by Curious Curatolo featuring Shotmere and Costello. <laughs> there we go. I'm not blind, I can see. I can also see Braille. That doesn't mean I can read it. Sounds good. One of these days, I'll break down your walls and crash through your ceiling. Still water runs deep, as deep as your eyes, and I'm about to drown. It's too soon to cut you loose. I've clearly got more to prove. Your silence cuts through. You're giving me nothing. I'm not blind, I can see. We've got Therese Caratolo in the house. Oh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Let's talk about the process of writing a song. Because people ask me all the time, like, where do you get inspiration? How do you make a piece? I would yeah. like to turn that on you. And I feel like it's probably something that you that you get asked all the time, but I actually have no idea of this process. Okay. This is ready, great. go. And ready, go. Well, um, oh my gosh, it's just so freaking good. So it doesn't happen a lot. It, it's not like, um, uh, it's not like I can just like write a song about my water jug, but when, when the mood's just right, I'm kidding. Um, I have a great muse right now because I'm in a place in life where uh, I'm so fucking happy with all the things that I'm doing, but I want more. And I'm surrounded by people right now. My circle is so right and tight. I'm surrounded by creatives that are instigating. And I say instigating for a, for a reason. They're instigating this music because they're pushing me. I want to be better and I want to run with different dogs. That makes any sense. Like I'm so happy where I'm at, but the people that I'm running with are pushing me to be better and to write better and to say more and to fucking put out more and to explore different facets as an artist. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Let's, yep there's so much swimming in my fishbowl of a brain right now. Like the rocks are just like all the colors. I'm not a one dimensional fish tank up there. I've got so many different colors in those rocks. And the process to me, like, okay, perfect scenario. Last night I was putting my fucking Spanx on my sausage casing and I was <laughs> listening to a new album by friends. And I was listening to what they were saying and I was like, shit, yeah, shit, yeah. No, I get that. I just hope, come on in, baby. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Um, I get that. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna, I got something to say about that. And I just started writing shit down in my notes. So I paused the song and I was like, if they could talk about that, then I'm gonna talk about when I should have gotten drunk and said how I feel in Brooklyn. Like, okay. So I just wrote shit down. <laughs> and then so funny this morning, one of my little muses, Kai, she sent me a text and she sent me this great Instagram post about like, what's going on with the planets today? She goes, today you write the songs. And I went, it's funny you say that dude, because I started writing last night and all I gotta do is sit down and put it to music. And that's typically the easiest thing. When I'm sitting down and I'm practicing, it's inevitable that a melody is just going to kind of like projectile and I already know what I want to say. It's that, that's the piece of like, how do you do the thing that I can't really explain that fusion? It's hard to explain. That's amazing. So when you write, are you writing rhythmically? Like, are you okay. writing with like key beats or are you just kind of like note taking and are like, this is a theme and I'm taking notes on this particular theme and I want to use these elements, but I haven't actually, I haven't actualized the verses themselves holy yes and yes and yes like okay. sometimes I, i'll write them in stanzas like a poem like okay a and then stanza file this under words i have not heard since fourth grade poetry class i've got my verses and i'm like i don't know but then the chunk and this is because my pop brain goes what are people going to remember give a healthy tagline that's relatable 
that people can sing over and over. It's not wordy. It's that. There's a formula. There's a method to the madness. But generally speaking, I'll just write. Sometimes it'll just be words. And then later on, I'll put it all together like a puzzle and go, oh, now I make more sense. But in the moment, I'm just writing shit down. And then the same comes with the music. It's like, just play something, play something. And then words just sound nice over that chunk of melody. And you're like, oh, okay. And then the rest kind of just writes itself. I have a two-part question. Yeah. My one question is, is there a particular genre of music that inspires you whilst you're writing? And secondarily, is there a particular genre of music that challenges you when you're performing it, learning about it, anything like that? Or just maybe it like puts you in an uncomfortable, like it's not your comfort zone, so it challenges you in that way? Yeah, um, I wanna answer that part first. Okay, go. Uncomfortable, like weird, out of my comfort zone is definitely today's like top 40 like fascinating oh I can't and it's so funny because like when I work with say okay scary pockets perfect example they love taking top 40 and like making it funky and making it totally different and outrageous and basically rewriting it to sound good (laughs) you know what I mean like where it's, it's actual music and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do with this melody line. It has one note, dude. It's like one note the whole time. Like, how am I going to? So basically I go into it like, okay, well, I'm going to rewrite it. Rephrase it to make it sound good. Because it, it's almost like music of today is so basic. And it's like- Hotness, but also, yeah. Yeah, it's not, the computer writes it and it's not, it lacks so much substance and depth. And it's like, oh, well, thank you for fucking spelling that out for me, Justin. I couldn't have figured that out without you. Like, there's just no. I feel like no they're fun. derivatives of themselves as opposed to like a true, unique. I mean, is anything really unique anymore? I don't know. I feel like it's all a derivative of something else, but I feel like re- current music is kind of clones of each other. Exactly. They just take, yeah. it's a cookie cutter. They just take whatever sound is like super hip right now and they'll just, they'll kill it. They'll kill it dead. And yeah, so that, that aspect of music is like, I don't relate to it. It's all very young. It's very, it's a little too descriptive. If you're asking me, it's like, leave something for the audience to play like, oh, she could be me. She could mean this. She could mean this. And I love writing in riddles and limericks. That's like my favorite thing to do. So that takes me to the next, which genre inspires me to write. I like stuff. I like old oldies. Like I'll listen to Billy Joel and Paul McCartney, Joni Mitchell. And because they wrote in such a way that it's like, I know what you're saying here, but the way you said it is fucking genius. Oh my like, gosh. I it love makes that. You, like they were just, they're literal abilities it's like they didn't need to spell it out for you they said it in such a great way that you actually learn something you learn a new phrase you learn a new way to ingest the angst what are some artists that you would love to write for Mm. where you are like oh I could do wonders if I wrote for x 
damn. Damn, 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 damn. There are you're like you're like all of them. Okay, well, you already know my affinity to um to Sean Mendez. Ooh, I'm liking where this is going. Continue. Perkin affinity. I just love him. I wanna, I want I like I like writers like that. Him, Harry Styles, forget it. Yeah. Bye. Oh, Bye. Oh my God. If if you just put me in a room with that human, it'd be over. Yeah. But I feel the same way like with John Mayer. Like if you just put me in the room with that human, it'd be over. There's so many things. And I feel like those those three lads are like very similarly wired. Totally. Totally. They're, they're cousins. They're not siblings, but they're cousins for sure. Yeah. There's a, there's a family tree there. So do you prefer being front of the house or back of the house, writer or performer or do all of the above? I love all of it. I love all of it. It's weird to me. Like collaborating is something that I want to do more of next year because I'm used to doing all of it. I'm used to writing the words, the lyrics, semi-producing it, performing it, like all of it, top to bottom. And I love that. So now it's like, you need to open yourself up, Therese, to more writers, to more collaborators, to duets, to this, to that. And that's me over here, like white knuckling the reins. And I just have to like loosen up a little bit. And I feel like there's so much strength in collaboration that I've, I mean, I've learned just, just being on tour and just working with these different bands and artists. It's, it's amazing the magic that could be made with multiple chefs in the kitchen, even though I know that's taboo sometimes. Um, but I would really like to write for other people. I think that could be really cool. I want to explore that, like writing and giving it away, writing. So if you had to choose one element of the singing, songwriting, performing process, which element would that be? Like if you had to choose one, they're like, Therese, you get to do one for the rest of your life, but that is it. Um, probably the singing. The singing, singing requires performing. I could sing other people's material for the rest of my life and be okay as long as I'm singing. She says as she eye rolls. <laughs> Okay. I have to melody like whatever well operatic you know the operatic genre is just so easy it's so to easy. us way too easy yeah. <laughs> yeah ask me to do it now though Mary <laughs> oh we're getting a request from our producer Q for you to sing something so go oh, no <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is Therese Curatolo Hello. good morning it is oh well it is 11 40 where I am <laughs> I sound like a man because I have not properly warmed up. We, we dig a raspy vibe. We dig a raspy vibe. Um, what, what does self-care mean to you? Self-care, 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 self-care. And it is a buzzword. And I know, and I don't say this just because you worked for Skin Owl. I feel like I'm, I'm curious of it. I mean, yes, skincare is very important, but more of a holistic like what is your approach to caring for yourself because I feel like there's been a shift especially with you know the pandemic I feel like there was definitely a shift that I saw in you of caring and loving on yourself in a different way 
-hmm. not to say that you hadn't before, but I just felt it amplified. So I'm curious what your relationship with yourself is now and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Well, the, like I mentioned before, like, um, the top of 2020, I mean, I started 2020 a completely different way than a lot of people started 2020. I started 2020 doing exactly what I love to do. I was on tour almost to the day that everything shut down. I had just got back from Asia, thank goodness. And I was about to go and get back out on another tour when they called and they're like, you know, everything's been canceled and postponed. So um, I took that as, okay, well, this is what you asked for. You need to really start taking care of yourself. You've been on the road for six months now and you need to take all of this energy that you would have expended on the road and channel it. You know what you wanna be, now you have to level up. So in my brain, I was just like little Super Mario, you need to level up. We need to get your body right. We need to get your head right. We need to get your health right. Like everything, just fucking focus, Therese. So that's what I did. I just got really, really, really into taking care of my body. And then once I started to notice a change in that, like my body started to change, my brain started to change. And I just felt like fucking invincible. I know that's also a boomerang word. It's weird, but I really did. I felt different. I felt so good. And I didn't want that to end. And that brings me back to like, right now, it's like, I know I'm doing what I love and I know that self-care and I'm so blessed to be out on the road and doing to be back. But at the same time, I really miss that self-care aspect of my little bubble that I created and got so used to so quickly. But the great thing is that you, you'll always return to it. Yeah. Like that is your, your safe space and coming home to you is caring for yourself, which is beautiful. Yeah. What are some things that folks don't know about you? Like, what do I not know about you? Okay. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> how much time you got? <laughs> exactly. What do people not know about me? I mean, I'm, God, I'm so transparent. That's the thing. Like, uh, but okay. Here's, here's maybe something that people don't know about me. I know that I'm like, so outspoken and so fucking ready to do all the things, bing bongs, like, let's go. But really seriously, deep down, I have such a hard time being vulnerable. Like, it's not even deep down. Like, Jasmine, you know, my, you know, our friend Jasmine, my soul sister extraordinaire. She, she's so fucking great. She, I know she's my sister because she called me out on it. She's like, Teresa, when people ask you how you are, you have to tell them. And I say, yeah, but I'm, I'm typically good all the time. She's like, hmm, you're like not good all the time. And that's what makes you look like a one-dimensional cardboard cutout. It's like, Skirt! I, no. <laughs> and when she I was like, tell me more. Like, I didn't take it personally at all. I went, holy fuck. I mean, we were obviously talking about a crush that I'm not going to get into. But because when people ask you how you are, you got to tell them. Don't just like blanket, like, I'm good. I'm great. How are you? Because then you're not getting like, you're not developing a relationship with them. You're just kind of like keeping it surface and then moving on. And I'm so, I think, programmed to do that as an entertainer. Just like, hey, you keep everything really 
even, really surface level and um, very upbeat all the time. And it's so easy to get labeled as, oh, she's always on or she's always this way. And then just typically like a ray of sunshine all the time, but to people that I care about, I need to get better at like telling them how I fucking actually am sometimes. And it's not always great. So we're just over here getting vulnerable on Marin Costello Radio <laughs> with the one that's and only Therese Caratolo. Yeah. It is, I will tell you, as someone, the artist formerly known as Marin Costello <laughs> felt very similarly to you in that way. And I think that there is something really liberating about learning to communicate your feelings and how you are in that moment and not being irresponsible with it or too dramatic or, you know, being, um, you know, being an energy dump or emotionally irresponsible. But I think that there is a graceful way to say like, Hey, I'm not hundred percent right now, or, Hey, this is what I need. Um, like, can yes. you support me in this way? Yeah. You know, rather than like, I can do everything by myself because I'm superwoman and I can do no wrong. Yeah, yep. totally. Totally. Yeah. So you have such a cool, like it is so unique and such a cool fashion aesthetic. Where <laughs> does that, I mean, where do you yeah. get your inspo from your fashion aesthetic from? Well, definitely. Okay. It's like, it's like gumbo. Really it is. I don't look at just <laughs> one thing and go, that's my whole aesthetic. Like I pull from now, from yesteryear, from something hanging in H&M. Like, I just like to not look like everybody else. That's my main, that's my goal. And I know that like Carrie Bradshaw was the same. She's like very fashion forward, but at the same time, walking down the street, no one else is wearing a tutu, bitch, just Carrie was. So I just don't like to look like everybody else. I love that. I love that so much. And I like color a lot. Except when you're traveling on the road. Except when I'm traveling on the road because just throw everything in one load and just don't. Don't be wearing white t-shirts. You are listening to Marin Costello Radio with Therese Curatolo, ladies and gentlemen. Therese, you strike me. And I say this both like from knowing you personally and from afar as a very grounded spiritual person, do you have a spiritual practice? And if so, what does that look like? Great question, baby. Um, oh, I put it away. I usually, I carry Palo Santo with me everywhere I go. Shut it down. <laughs> everywhere I go. And it's, it's currently in my toiletry bag, but and especially when you're on the road, like you have to let, you're in new spaces every day, you're around new people every day. So you have to cleanse the space, not only from, I mean, yourself, but you just, you just keep everything clean and everything's got to match your vibration. So um, my practice is obviously a daily smudge, but um, I think it's really important to to daily smudge this way as well. And I'm really into the, the gallon challenge. It, you'd be surprised what just cleaning yourself daily with water, that much water will do. Oh, um, it is life-changing. Oh, that's, yeah, you, like, you're just clear. And when you're clear, you just, you're a better portal. You're a better portal and you have more to offer 
and you can hear better. You can see better. You can just, you can just be better. You're, you're dialed in. The, um, the pineal gland is 10 out of 10. No calcification here, baby. <laughs> so, also at night, um, especially on the road, I try to, I try to fall asleep to sound baths because that's I amazing. Sound baths, sound baths, or like, um, not just like that way, but the the chimes or the the Tibetan bells. I think are are the sacred sounds are amazing. Um, chanting I can't do because it's too much like singing and I get distracted and then I have to sit there. Yeah. Can't but also I'm sure that when you're on tour, you have to, you want to rest your voice. So that might not be like the best option. No. Right. No, no it's all about keeping the voce in shape with sound baths, especially wow. the movement of the bus and everything is just, it's a really, really great meditative practice to just kind of like let go of the day. I'm, I don't know if anybody else is guilty of it, but I replay the day in my head and I kind of go like what I could have done differently. Mm. Instead of that, I look forward to like the next day or the next week or the next year with the sound baths. And it's just active. Um, it's meditation, but it's active manifestation. So, so powerful. Yeah. So powerful. So how long do you do that every day? Um, I try to do it. I try to do it as I fall asleep. I'm not, I'm not great especially on the road at getting up and doing it in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I could, I wish I was cooler. I get up and I write in my gratitude journal. I don't, I really don't. I mean, I'm grateful as fuck every day. But I go to sleep to sound baths and I meditate that way. That's amazing. Are your dreams just so vivid? Have you noticed a change in your dreams since you started doing that? Yeah. 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 I see a lot of people and there's, okay. When you have like really intense dreams, do you ever wake up and you're like, what, why, why, what did that, what did that mean by that? And you like Google what it was trying to tell you. So <laughs> normally I, when I dream and I dream vividly, I'll write it down in the morning. And then on my weekly therapy session, I'll unpack it with my therapist. Cause she is a dream reader of sorts. I mean, she has many, many talents, but, oh, I'm all about the dreaming. Cause I used to not dream when I was, I mean, cause I didn't really sleep very much. I didn't need it. It wasn't like a trauma response. I just didn't need it and loved being awake. And, yeah. um, but now that I have fallen relationships out of sleep, now that I have fallen in love with sleep and now that there's, um, melatonin spray in the mix, which has completely changed the game. Yes. Um, I am like all about recording the dreams and picking them apart and not, not to a fault, but just kind of using it as a tool to understand this vortex that we're living oh, in. Yes. Yeah. What is this telling me right now? Am I yeah. on the right track? Am I doing the right things? Should I be more aware of this? One of my dear friends and Reiki Reiki healers says to me oftentimes, I'm just waiting for instructions. And I feel like there's a lot of instructions in dreams. So that's exactly yeah. it. Just it's directional. Yep. Very, very much. Uh, I love that. Instruction. So powerful. So powerful. Um, what does your support system look like? I have such a great support system. My gosh. Well, my family. Really I know. Cause I'm in it. <laughs> 
I'm talking to my support system right now. And hey. You and then Annie and freaking Maria, like just that little beautiful bouquet of sisterhood that I'm just so grateful to have. It's, it's ridiculous. I have, like I said, my circle right now is just unbelievable. It's beautiful and right and tight. And my family's amazing and they're very supportive of everything that I do. And they question a lot of it, but they're very supportive at the end of the day. I love that. So where can we find you? <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people are still finding me underneath rocks. So let me, let me lift the rock for you a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can find me literally on all the, um, on all the platforms. Uh, I don't want to tell you Facebook because my Facebook artist page has been compromised and hello, if you're listening and you work for Facebook or meta or Mark Zuckerberg, and you can help me out with this, holler at your girl. It's been hacked for like a month now, but you can find me on the Instagram. You can find me on the Spotify. You can find me on the Apple Music, the YouTube. You can find her on Marin Costello Radio. You can, find her on Marin, you can find her on MarinCostello.com. You can find her just sliding in those comments like, yes, oh my God. Yes. Truthfully, all of my platforms, you can also find Trace. Booked and blessed. Oh my gosh, just infiltrating all of the, all of the, the MC platforms and we are so here for it. I'm obsessed. And as soon as I know the concept for next year's, well, I already know like how I want to look on tour. So like, that's another, that's another conversation. That's another, that's another show. I'm going, oh my God. It just adorned me. Oh my gosh. I want to look. Well, you know where to find me. And so (laughs) please let me know how I can support you. I just want to spam. I just want to spam everybody. Hashtag Casella babe. (laughs) The best. I have no idea. What are some parting words you would like to share? Actually, skirt, answer that after this question. I want to know what you would tell your younger self. What advice would you give to your younger self? I knew you were going to ask me that. And this is not a question that I ask. I've asked any of our guests, but I want, I specifically want to know that of you. Slow down you're doing fine word go down dude because like those are billy joel's words relax mary <laughs> i just we're just pulling inspiration okay yeah big big inspiration because like just relax have fun enjoy it you're not in any kind of fucking race just slow down I love that so much. And play your meditation music before bed. What is the final song of yours that you would like our audience to listen to? Oh, thinking about what I put out last year. Let's play Babe. Babe is so fun. What was the inspo behind Babe? Oh, inspo behind Babe uh, was actually my drummer, drummer friend. He, <laughs> he was in town on tour at the Pantages and in Los Angeles. And I took him out after the show and got him white girl wasted. And at the end of the night, he was hanging through the passenger side of my Mini Cooper. And he's like, babe, 
you don't ever have to feel weird in front of me. I got you when I love you. And I just took that, I logged it and I wrote the song on the way home. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yay, that was great. Oh my gosh, I love that. Horrible and I love him to death. Well, I love you to death so, so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh, my pleasure. It's an honor to do anything, anything with you. So much same. I adore you. I can't wait to see you again. Oh my gosh, so soon. Says I'm coming to you next year. Done and done. We'll travel for Reese T. I'll do anything for Marin. Thank you for everything. I love you. Thank you. You guys, my heart is exploding. That was just so, so good. A huge thank you to Therese for coming on the show. Another thank you to our hosts at Dash Radio and our producers at Island City Media. If you liked this episode, you can listen to it again and again and again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, along with Therese's music, Subtle Plug. Please leave a review so you can con- we can continue bringing you the people and conversations that you love. Lastly, if you want to connect with me offline, you can find me at MarinCostello.com and MarinCostelloRadio on Instagram. Have a fantastic day, everyone, and please enjoy our beautiful guest song, Babe, by Therese Curatola. Yes, babe, by Reese T. I got you. Peace. Drop them off on Hollywood and Vine. After a good time, roll the window down. And his hands, they intertwine with mine. He wants me to stay, but I know that I gotta go. I got an early flight to the city on the opposite coast. God only knows what I just killed by saying goodbye. God only knows if he'll remember what he said tonight.
about you and I love you.